Well, good morning to you. It is Monday, April 24th, 2023. Monday, April 24th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, did you have a good Earth Day on uh, Saturday? It was Earth Day. Uh, did you turn your lights off or do something nice for Earth? PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast and show up right at the top of the search. Uh, I really appreciate you so much for coming every day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was very nice of you. Uh, if you can, uh, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. I spend hours every day. I got up at 3 a.m. this morning. Um, that's sort of redundant. 3 a.m. this morning. I got up at 3 a.m. today uh, and and started uh, collecting and did it nonstop until now. Uh, I am reading this at 20 minutes to 9, my time, uh, Pacific time. Um, <clears throat> let's start with um, the uh, war in uh, Ukraine, as, as we usually do. Then we're going to move on to China uh, uh, with, with something that has to do with with uh, um, the war in Ukraine, but but then we're going to move on. I, I I haven't wanted to do this. We're going to move on to Sudan. I was hoping that the war would end. This this it would be a skirmish, but it doesn't seem that there uh, there's an end in sight. Um, as we talked about last week, the G7 countries: the United States, United Kingdom, uh, Germany, France, uh, Italy, Canada, and Japan are considering a near-total ban on exports to Russia. Your favorite Russian nutball, deputy of, uh, uh, of its Security Council, Dmitry Wackadoodle Medvedev, said, This idea from the idiots at the G7 about a total ban of exports to our country by default is beautiful in that it implies a reciprocal ban on imports from our country. In such a case, the grain deal and many other things that they need will end for them. Uh, so Medvedev is threatening a third world star starvation if we sanction uh, more exports on them. Now, I don't think Russia would stop exporting goods because they are desperate. They're already selling their oil at fire sale to uh, uh, Russia. I mean, to uh, China. So uh, I don't think Medvedev is right. However, there is going to be some problems in the future, and, and the biggest problems are going to be for Russia. Uh, the Kiev Independent uh, reported, citing a, a video, Prigozhin, uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, posted on social media. Wagner Group uh, boss Yevgeny Prigozhin said yesterday he is instructing his mercenaries not to capture prisoners of war. Prigozhin made the comment in response to what Russian officials have described as an intercepted conversation posted to an unofficial Wagner-affiliated social media account. The post claims the conversation was between two Ukrainian soldiers deciding to shoot a prisoner of war. Prigozhin said Sunday in the audio recording, we will kill everyone on the battlefield. Take no more prisoners of war, which is, of course, more war crimes. Um... Uh, they they walked it back somewhat, and and he said he recognizes that he's supposed to take care of prisoners, but it doesn't matter. We know what's really happening here. Uh, moving on, Igor Sokin, 
ahead of the Bogorolsky city district outside Moscow, said a local resident had found a Ukrainian drone in the forest uh, that had crashed. Apparently, it was heading towards uh, 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 towards Moscow. Uh, Sulkin said on Telegram, this is not the first drone that appeared in the Moscow region. There, wa- there was one found uh, um, that they, I, I believe they shot down, or was it found? Uh, about 60 miles from there? Mm. Anyway. A Moscow-installed governor says Russia's Black Sea Fleet has repelled a drone attack on the Crimean port of Sevastopol. Uh, governor Mikhail uh, Razvolstyev wrote on Telegram, According to the latest information, one surface drone was destroyed. The second one exploded on its own. Now the city is quiet. Uh, According to an analysis, Ukrainian military forces have established positions on the eastern side of the Dnipro River, raising speculations of a counterattack. The eastern side of the Dnipro River is actually the northern side because the Dnipro River uh, flows uh, east to west instead of uh, north to south along that section. Uh, The Institute for the Study of War, a Washington-based think tank, reported the uh, geolocated footage uh, from pro-Kremlin military bloggers indicated that Ukrainian troops had established a foothold near the town of Oleshki, along uh, with uh, stable supply lines to their positions. But Natalia uh, Humenyuk, the spokeswoman for Ukraine's Operational Command South, called for patience. While neither confirming nor denying the report, she said only the details of military operations in the Dnipro Delta could not be disclosed for operational and security reasons. Now, personally, this is me speaking, I think this was purposefully put out there so Russia will move troops there. Uh, They would have to come from Crimea and Melitopol to shore up the south shore of the Dnipro River. Um, which would mean that Melitopol is ripe for the picking, which is what I still believe is what they want to do so they can cut off supplies to Crimea. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. So if Ukraine can be taken back by Russia, what does China think about other EU Eastern Bloc countries? European countries are demanding answers from Beijing after its top diplomat in Paris questioned the sovereignty of former Soviet republics. The remarks by China's ambassador to France, Lu She, who said uh, during a television interview that former Soviet countries don't have effective status in international law, have caused anger. Uh, whose voice is always the loudest? We talk about this all the time. You guessed it. Those Baltic countries, Lithuania, Foreign Minister Gabrielis Landsbergis confirmed today uh, Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia would be summoning Chinese representatives to ask for clarification. Officials, including from Ukraine, Moldova, France, and the European Union, also all hit back with their own criticisms of Liu's comments. Liu made the remarks 
in response to a question whether Crimea, which was illegally annexed by Russia in 2014, was part of Ukraine. Lou said, after first noting that the question of Crimea depends on how the problem is perceived, as the region was at the beginning Russian and then offered to Ukraine during the Soviet era, even these ex-Soviet countries don't have an effective status in international law because there was no international agreement to materialize their status as sovereign countries. Whoa! Whoa! Are you kidding me? The remarks appeared to disavow the sovereignty of countries that became independent states and United Nations members after the fall of the Soviet Union in 1991. When asked about Liu's remarks at a regular pre press briefing today, a spokesperson for Chinese Ministry of Foreign Affairs said China respects the sovereign state status of uh, former Soviet Union countries. Spokesperson Mao Ning said, without directly, you know, direct, uh, uh, directly addressing questions on Liu's views, she said, after the Soviet Union dissolved, China was the, was the one of the uh, first countries to establish diplomatic ties with the countries concerned. China has always adhered to uh, the principles of mutual respect and equality in its development of amicable and co cooperative bilateral relations. She went on to say the Chinese side respects the status of the member states as sovereign states after the collapse of the Soviet Union, adding the Soviet Union was a federal state and externally as a whole, it had the status of being a subject of international law. So conversely, after the dissolution of the Soviet Union, the various republics have the status of sovereign states. Suddenly realizing how bad it, that sounds, uh, what was said by Lou? I, I, you didn't mean to say it out loud? Is that what it is? I mean, seriously. China is running right into itself. I mean, really. And, and, okay, you got to talk about Taiwan. Uh, and this is why this is all coming, coming out. In 1885, Taiwan was separate under the uh, Qing di uh, Dynasty, then given to Japan in 1895. Then in World War II, the Republic of China, on behalf of the Allied powers, accepted the surrender of Japanese troops in Taiwan, putting Taiwan under the control of the Chinese government, again after 50 years of Japanese rule. The ROC would then claim sovereignty on the basis of the Qing Dynasty's administration. We've talked about this before, right? Upon losing the Chinese Civil War in 1949, the Re uh, Republic of China government retreated to Taipei and kept control over a few islands along the coast of mainland China and in the South China Sea. As we've discussed before, the actual China is Taiwan, right? But China is a separate state that is claiming they are uh, the, the uh, People's Republic of China, right? They aren't China. China is actually Taiwan. <laughs> the People's Republic of China was established in mainland China on the 1st of October 1949, claiming to be the successor to the ROC, which escaped to Taiwan. So China, on the one hand, wants to recognize sovereignty of EU countries that, were in, that are in the Eastern Bloc, but if they do that, it runs contrary to them taking Taiwan. Meanwhile, and this is why it's such a hot potato for China. 
Meanwhile, EU Foreign Affairs Chief Joseph Borrell, uh, Borrell said that China will be discussing uh, discussed during a foreign minister's meeting today. Borrell said, we have been taking uh, talking a lot about China over the last days, but we will have to continue discussing about China because it's one of the most important issues for our foreign policy. Yesterday, he tweeted that the remarks by the Chinese ambassador were unacceptable, and the EU can only suppose these declarations do not represent China's official policy. France also responded yesterday with its foreign ministry stating its full solidarity with all the allied countries affected and calling on China to clarify whether these comments reflect its position. Germany said it expects China to explain its stance on the sovereignty of former Soviet states, saying it has taken note of the Chinese ambassador's statements on French television with great astonishment, especially since the statements are not in line with the Chinese position known to us so far. German foreign... I, it goes on. I mean, all of Europe is in, in uh, up in arms. Uh, German Foreign Office spokesman Christian Wagner said, of course, we expect China to explain its position unequivocally. It's basically now a gotcha question for China. In a post on, Twitter's, uh, um, on Twitter Saturday, Latvian Foreign Minister Edgar uh, Rinkovics called for an explanation from the Chinese side and complete retraction of the statement. The Moldovan ministry said on its official Twitter account, we are surprised about the Chinese ambassador's statements questioning sovereignty of countries declaring independence in 1991. Mutual respect and territorial integrity have been key to Moldova-China ties. Our expectations are that these declarations do not represent China's official policy. Mikhailo Poldiak, advisor to Ukraine's presidential administration, also wrote on Twitter, It is strange to hear an absurd version of history of Crimea from a representative of a country that is scrupulous about its 1,000-year history. That is scrupulous about its 1,000-year history. If you want to be a major political player, do not parrot the propaganda of Russian outsiders. Lithuanian Foreign Minister Lance Burgess wrote on uh, Twitter Saturday, If anyone is still wondering why the Baltic states don't trust China to broker peace in Ukraine, here's a Chinese ambassador arguing that Crimea is Russian and other countries' borders have no legal basis. China is pretty screwed right now. Walking back statements will jeopardize their ties with Russia. Not walking them back will be at the expense of future relations with dozens of countries. China is going to have to seriously walk this back no matter what, though. And, and doing so hurts their argument for Taiwan, right? Oh, man, what a tangled web. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so, uh, and, and I wanted to stay away from this. I really did. Uh, so what do you need to know about Sudan? I tried to ignore Sudan in the hopes that this apparent civil war would end quickly, but apparently it's much of the same as it was. Fighting broke out over a week ago after weeks of tension between the army and the powerful uh, paramilitary group, the Rapid Support Forces, the RSF. This would be like... If Putin was overthrown and the Wagner group began fighting the Russian military, right? That's what it's like. 
Both groups were allies. Together, they seized power in a 2021 coup. But then there was a proposed integration of the paramilitary group with the army, and they each started fighting about it. The key question is who was in control and who would be in the military's commander-in-chief during the integration period. Most of the fighting is occurring in the capital, Khartoum, but clashes are reported across the country. At least 400 people have been killed and thousands injured in the first week. Embassies of several countries have been uh, uh, evacuated, including the United States. Uh, the problem is the, the millions of made from gold and resources. The same problem with the, with the former government that was overthrown. Suddenly money needs to, made, uh, to be made through corruption in the government. That's what everybody's worried about, all that gold. In October 2021, General Abdul Fattah al-Burham and his deputy and the RSF leader, General Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo, orchestrated a coup upending a fragile transition to civilian rule that had been started after the 2019 removal of longtime ruler Omar al-Bashir. Al-Burham, a career soldier from northern Sudan, who rose through the ranks under the nearly 30-year rule of al-Bashir, took the top job as the de facto ruler of Sudan after the coup. Dagalo, from, from Darfur's uh, Arab Razik, got people assumed responsibility as his number two. Dagalo was involved in the death and ethnic cleansing in Darfur. The R, well, I don't know if he was personally, the, his group was. The RSF was created in 2013 and evolved from the so-called Janjaweed militias, which are accused of war crimes in the Darfur region. During the Darfur conflict in the 2000s, the government used the group to help the army put down a rebellion. In 2017, a law legitimizing the RSF as an independent security force was passed. As the army and civilian leaders came together to try and hammer out a deal to end the political crisis, the coup brought on. Integrating the RSF into the regular army became a key sticking point. Who would be in charge? Now guess who's showing up? The Wagner Group. You have Jenny Prigozhin. Western powers fear Russia could establish a military base on the Red Sea, which Sudanese leaders have expressed openness uh, to since the al-Bashir era. And, and by the way, this RSF, the day before Russia invaded Ukraine, they met with Russia, right, to normalize relations, right? So maybe something is going on here. Uh, the Russian mercenary group, Wagner, has been supplying Sudan's rapid support forces with missiles to aid their fight against the country's army. Uh, sources said that the surface-to-air missiles have significantly significantly uh, uh, backed up RSF paramilitary fighters and their leader, uh, Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo, as he battles for power with General Abdul Fattah al-Burham, uh, Sudan's military ruler and the head of its armed forces. This indicates... That long before this uh, this this civil war, this whatever it is, uh, started, that uh, there were they were planning to overthrow the government in Sudan. That's what it seems like. In bordering Libya, where a Wagner-backed rogue general. 
Khalifa Haftar controls uh, swaths of land. Satellite imagery supports these claims, showing an unusual uptick in activity on the Wagner bases. Dagalo and Burham have been jockeying for power in negotiations over restoring the civilian leadership in Sudan before the talks broke down, erupting into some of the worst violence the country has seen in decades. And increased Wagner activity at Haftar bases, combined with claims by Sudanese and regional diplomatic sources, suggests that both Russia and Libyan general, the Libyan general may have been preparing to support the RSF even before the eruption of violence. This is what's happening. Russia is now involved in Sudan. Well, definitely Wagner. And Wagner makes you wonder if Wagner is, is doing this because they're hoping the RSF will support them if they take over Russia's government. Wow. Moving on. The abortion battle comes from both sides. Yes, we're back in the United States. We really are. Because of the attack on Roe v. Wade last year, several states have passed pro-choice ballot initiatives to, to, to stop this. Anti-abortion activists put up their own initiatives. Uh, But in California, Kentucky, Kansas, Michigan, Montana, and Vermont passed initiatives for choice and abortion rights groups are collecting signatures. Abortion rights groups are collecting signatures to uh, place a constitutional amendment on the ballot in November in Ohio uh, that would prohibit the state from banning abortion before a a fetus becomes viable outside the womb at about 24 weeks of pregnancy. So what do you think will Republicans... Uh, will will Republicans um, will Republicans let the people decide and stick with their values that say they protect the people's right to decide, or do you think they'll ignore Republican uh, traditional values because they are inconvenient? What do we always say about Republicans? Only allowing the people to decide if it is convenient, right? The GOP in the state legislature are advancing a ballot amendment of their own that would raise the percentage of votes required to pass future such measures to a 60% supermajority. The measure has passed the Ohio Senate and is expected to pass the House this week. I'm sure, I am sure that this will get vetoed, but we will see. Well, no, wait a minute. No, it may not get vetoed, right? That will make, it'll make it harder for any initiative to pass. If you remember, we have talked about other states that have tried to weaken the initiative process because Republicans would rather dictate what you do like a dictator, right? In January alone, Missouri Republicans introduced a dozen bills aimed at undercutting the ballot initiative process. According to the Ballot Initiative uh, Strategy uh, Strategy Center, at least 139 bills that would impact the ballot initiative process have been introduced in state legislators this year because Republicans don't want you to have your own choice on anything. They want to dictate to you what you are allowed to do, like dictators. The fighting continues for the people's voice. South Dakota voters overwhelmingly rejected a proposed constitutional amendment that would have raised the threshold for passage of most ballot measures from a simple majority to 60%. In Michigan, GOP lawmakers attempted to have abortion rights ballot initiative tossed, even though 
uh, organizers collected a record-shattering number of signatures from state residents. The GOP sabotage effort was blocked in court, and it passed. But the North Dakota legislature this month approved a bill boosting the signature requirement for proposed constitutional amendments and requiring them to win approval in both primary and general elections. And in Arkansas, after voters last fall soundly rejected a constitutional amendment proposed by the legislature stiffening the requirements to get a measure on the ballot, the legislature simply passed new requirements as state law. Governor Sari Huckabee Sanders, right-wing sociopath, signed the law last month. Now, the law more than triples the number of counties where signatures must be collected for a citizen initiative to qualify for the ballot. Republicans don't want you to decide your future. Republicans are doing more than removing your choice on what to do with your body. They are throwing the baby out with the bathwater and moving to remove your choice for everything. They're changing laws so you can't decide to protect your rights because they would prefer to dictate just like dictators do. Moving on. Uh, And they actually want to restrict your voice any way possible. Not the past, but uh, last weekend at the Republican National Committee's donor retreat in Nashville, Cleta Mitchell, a top GOP attorney and fundraiser, a voter uh, suppression campaigner who has represented Republican organizations, suggested attacking the right to vote at colleges and universities. According to the Washington Post, Mitchell focused on campus voting in five states, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, Virginia, and Wisconsin, all of which are home to enormous public universities with large in-state student populations. Mitchell also targeted the uh, pre-registration of students and apparent reference to uh, the practice in some states of allowing 17-year-olds to register ahead of their 18th birthday so they can vote as soon as they are eligible. What do we keep saying? What do we keep saying, right? The best way for Republicans to win is restricting the vote because the less who vote, the more likely they are to win. And this is especially true if they block the youth vote. According to the Brennan Center for for Justice, Republican lawmakers in dozens of states across the country have introduced at least 150 bills aimed at restricting ballot access this year. Two of the more radical ones include a Texas bill that would allow presidential electors to disregard state election results and a Virginia bill that would empower a random selection of residents to void local election results. In her speech to Republican donors, Mitchell said GOP lawmakers should be using their dominance in state legislators, uh, le- legislatures to combat voting by college students and measures such as same-day voter registration. The New York Times reported last month that Republicans... Uh, who are alarmed over uh, young people increasingly providing to uh, be a force for Democrats at the ballot box have already been trying to enact enact new obstacles f- to voting for college students in recent weeks. This is what's going on. In Idaho, Republicans use their power monopoly to ban student ID cards as a form of voter identification. 
didn't they do that in Texas where they said no student IDs uh, were allowed to vote, but you could use your handgun license to vote, right? Gee, I wonder how a handgun owner is going to vote compared to a student. (laughs) And the 2019 uh, legislation shuttered early voting sites on many college campuses. The intensifying GOP campaign against against youth voting comes after young people had a major impact on the 2022 midterms. Very simply, if you if they can take away your rights to vote, they can take away the rest of your rights. And that's what they're trying to do. So, on Diane Feinstein, yesterday, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham said that he would follow precedent for replacing Senator Dianne Feinstein on the Judiciary Committee if she resigns. He told uh, Dana Bash on State of the Union, if she does resign, I would be in the camp of following the precedent of Senate replacing the person consistent with what we have done in the past. Senate Republicans blocked an effort last week by Majority uh, Leader Chuck Schumer to temporarily uh, replace Feinstein on the Judiciary Panel with Maryland Senator Uh, Ben Cardin. So Feinstein may have to retire. I I wonder if she can retire from the committee and keep her seat. I don't know. Uh, More than 60 progressive organizations across California signed a letter Friday calling for Feinstein's resignation. The letter stated, for three decades, 39 million Californians counted on you to be our hardworking voice in Washington day in and day out. We still need a daily voice now more than ever. We respectfully ask you to give one more gift of service to our great state by fully stepping back to allow a new appointee to carry forth and extend your legacy. We don't know what Feinstein's going to do, but I have a feeling that a certain governor is not going to like it, but he's going to have to deal with it. Anyway, that's it. Welcome back this Monday. Uh, Thanks for listening. Monday, April 24th, 2023. Monday, April 24th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Uh, Bring someone with you today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Send me a news story, say hi, whatever, it's all cool. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. Under 31 Minutes.